There's no question that what we just heard, what we celebrate today, the transfiguration, the, the account there, it's a super, something supernatural happened. The text says that Jesus, his, shape, his face shone like the sun, his clothes became dazzling white. He's, he was transfigured before Peter, James, and John. He was shown forth in all his glory with his majesty. And especially as moderns, we're like, when we hear things that, stories that just sound too crazy or that are counter-rational, we kind of just, we don't like it. Peter, I think even, even when Peter, who is one of those three, and we heard in the second reading uh, his letter accounting the fact that he was up there. And he, and he says, like, I'm, he says, I'm not one to follow cleverly devised myths, he says. But I was, a, I was an eyewitness to the majesty. I was an eyewitness what happened up there. And he says, you will, be, you will do well to be attentive to it. You will, you will do well to be attentive to the things that I saw and heard on top of that mountain. What Jesus showed him, Peter, James, and John, it was a pivotal moment for them. And I think as Peter encourages us to be attentive to the things that happen on, that, on top of that mountain, if we're attentive to it, I think it can be pivotal for us. Two things, the supernatural on life support and secondly, we want what we see. To really understand what Jesus is doing here as he shows himself and his, all his glory and his majesty as he's transfigured before them, to understand it, we have to go back to the events that took place right before the transfiguration. So in Matthew's gospel, we're in chapter 17. Chapter 16, right before this, everyone's feeling good. Peter declares that you are the Christ, you're the Messiah, and, and Jesus turns around and says, you're the rock, you're, I'm gonna build the church on you. All their spirits are high. And then the turning point, verse 21, says from that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer, be killed, and on the third day, and, and on the third day be raised. And a couple of verses later, it says, Jesus says, for the son of man is to come with all his angels in the glory of his father. So Jesus begins to speak that his glory is not of this kingdom or that his glory and his kingdom is not of this world, that it goes beyond the material. And what we see is that the disciples relationship with the supernatural, it's on life support at this point. They're like, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if I'm buying it. I don't know if I get it because I don't see it. So what Jesus does is, as he tried to tell them, and if they didn't get it, he showed it to them. And he leads them up the mountain. He shows them the supernatural. You know, C.S. Lewis, a great uh, Christian author in the 20th century, he says, uh, he, he says this, this is him accounting of his conversion to Christianity. He says, I found myself seeking answers beyond the material world. The, sutra, the supernatural realm has shown me that life is more than what meets the eye. The supernatural, life is more than what meets the eye. Every, every 
Sunday at the creed, when we, re when we recite what we believe, what do we say? I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and I believe in all things visible and invisible. We say we believe in the invisible. How attentive am I to the invisible? As I look at, as I look at my week, am I only concerned about the visible, the material world? How attentive am I to, to the spirit and to the things that are invisible? Like, I'm, it's hard. With lights and screens, it's difficult to be attentive to all things, not just the visible, but the invisible that I believe in. And it's hard. So, you know, a question that's good to ask ourselves is, what is my relationship right now with the supernatural? To what extent might my relationship with the supernatural be on life support as I walk in here this morning? with the things that, all things that are invisible. Chances are, to some degree, if you're anything like me, your relationship with the supernatural is to some degree on life support, especially today. There's been a movement now, especially since, since the enlightenment, but you know, even in the early 20th century, we, we, you had movements within the church, within the church, especially in North America and Europe, got together and said, we're in trouble. Christianity's in trouble. Because with the enlightenment and, 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 and naturalism and materialism, you know what, modern man, they said, as they got together, you're like, modern man's not capable to accept the supernatural. So the only hope for Christianity is that we've kinda, we have to take the supernatural out of Christianity. We kind of have to downplay the supernatural. That's our only hope for Christianity. And that's what happened. The supernatural now for, for quite some time has been downplayed. You know, Jack was telling me even, he, he, he said Thomas Jefferson, one of our founding father, fathers, said that, or he, he, he wrote his own Bible, the Thomas Jefferson Bible. And what he did was he, he took out all the miracles. He took out all the supernatural elements of Christianity because it, it went beyond reason for him. So he's like, you know what? Let's, let's just stick with the moral teachings of Jesus and, 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 and his moral principles. Let's take all the supernatural out. Last week, a, a Gallup poll came out that showed, yet again, Americans' beliefs regarding the supernatural, God, angels, heaven, hell, and the devil, continue to fall, have fallen now double digits, increasingly so now since the year 2001. If you take the supernatural elements out of Christianity, what you're left with is something that's no longer Christianity. And the result of that, what, where that leads, inevitably where it leads, is summed up great by a philosopher, Alice von Hillebrand, that says this, once the sense of the supernatural has been sapped, once it's been sapped out of Christianity, once it's been sapped out of our hearts, the doors open to religious indifference. And that's exactly what's been happening. That's what's exactly been happening on a macro level and it's what, it's what happens in our own hearts. If the, if the supernatural is zapped from our hearts, it leads to religious indifference. And what's interesting, 
What's interesting is that all the places around the world where the supernatural has been downplayed, the irony is, as those leaders got together, you know, and they said, okay, in order for Christianity to survive, we've got to downplay the supernatural. In every place where the supernatural has been downplayed, you've seen a rapid decline of Christianity. America, Europe, you have churches, both Protestant and Catholic alike. In many places, in parts of the country and throughout Europe, you have parishes that are closing. Whereas places where the supernatural is uplifted and they're not ashamed of the supernatural, they're not ashamed to talk about the, the invisible, what do you see? You have the church, Christianity, growing by leaps and bounds. Asia and Africa, right now, Christianity is just exploding. By 2050, 75% of Catholics will live outside the West. Why? Because we as Westerns value materialism and we're, we, scientism and everything to be explained. We're, 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 we're shy away from the supernatural. Someone said, someone said it this way, Christianity stands or falls according to whether or not the supernatural is not only acknowledged, but given pride of place in both doctrine and daily life. If you water down the supernatural from doctrine, if you water down the supernatural from our daily lives, Christianity falls. Christianity will fall in that country and Christianity will fall in that individual heart at the supernatural is downplayed. Is my Christianity, is my Christianity, do I live in a mindset of the supernatural, of the invisible, or do I need help seeing? The good news is Jesus provides it. He provided it for Peter, James, and John, and I think he provides it for us this morning, which brings me secondly, we want what we see. You know, advertisers have gotten really smart. They realize that, you do, that they don't want just to tell you about a product. They want to show you the product. There's something about just the human nature and how we're wired that when we see something, we want it. We tend to want what we see. So it looks good, advertising, the hamburger, the cheeseburger, whatever it might be. It's like, I see it, I want it. When we see Jesus' glory with our eyes, we'll want him. That's why Jesus so badly wanted to bring Peter, James, and John, take them by the hand and bring up the mountain because they know he knows that if they see it, they're going to want it. So the glory and the supernatural, the cloud comes upon them. And what's the text say? Peter says, as he, as he sees it, Lord, it is good that we are here. Let us, make, let us make three tents to stay here. I've seen it. And now I want it. I saw and I experienced what I was made for ultimately, that this life isn't it, that there's, that, that there's more than the material, that there's, that there's things that are invisible, that there's a supernatural. I've experienced in my heart a greater depth of reality, that at some extent the supernatural is a reality that gets to the core of what our hearts long for and craze for. That isn't to say that the visible and the material isn't real. No, the visible is real. 
but the supernatural gets to the depth of my core and it gets to the depth of what I'm made for, that this life isn't it, that I'm made for love and union and communion. So who, who here today, maybe, maybe it's been, maybe we've been living this past week or the last couple months or the last 10 years, or maybe it's been my entire life where it's like, I'm sitting here this morning and it's like, I don't know if I've seen it. I don't know if I want it. Surrender to him. Surrender to the supernatural. Surrender to the invisible, to, to, uh, to a supernatural love. It's like, Lord, take my desire for the supernatural off life support. It's been on life support the last number of, of, of months or years. I've slipped into too much of the material. I care too much about the material. Help me go deeper. Help me to live deeper. Help me to love deeper. Help me to be fascinated with the things that I can't see, with the invisible, with love, with you. Help me to see you so that I can want you.